Yo, Ashley. What are we talking about today? I don't know. Welcome, everyone, to our Very Loose Agenda, a podcast where every curiosity deserves a conversation. It's your boy, Anthony. And it's me, Ashley. Every episode, Anthony and I pick topics inspired by a random thought, interaction, or memory. Then we unpack the facts, curiosities, and real-world implications of them. But before we hop into the agenda, I have fries in my mouth. That you do, and I love that for you. Yo, yes, I was we're snacking. Really trying to get through, but actually, what's up? I mean, it's so appropriate that you would be snacking, but we'll get into that in a second. Oh man, what is up? I got to give a shout out to my boy Cody. I just do because listen, he landed a new role this week. My boy, hey, let's go. He's got a new job, and it's fully remote. That was what we were shooting for. We got a lot going on. We're spending two months in Europe this summer. Mm. We can talk about it, but like we're gonna be in Paris and we're gonna be in like Amsterdam and like we need him to have a portable working situation. Do you so both I, plan to work in Europe? We do. Okay. I mean, it's two months, so we're gonna have to work at least part time, right. right? So we got that figured out, and I'm just really proud of him because interviewing, you know how interviews be. Yeah. It's like you go in with all your notes and you're like, he and I practiced and stuff, but then you get sweaty and you start staring at somebody and you forget everything you were going to say. Yes. So the fact that he did like six of those in like four days, proud of him. Mm, that's like a marathon. Good for him, right? I did have a birthday on Valentine's Day. Yes, you did. I know we need sound effects for that. Yeah, I'm 32. Oh, yeah. I know we talked about this a little bit. I feel okay about it. Awesome. I had a good birthday. It was like no fights broke out at the restaurant while we were there. Have I told you about? having a birthday on Valentine's Day and trying to go out to dinner on Valentine's Day, it's like everybody chooses that night to have an existential crisis about the relationship. Like, everybody wants to fight. When you said that there were no fights, I was like, why would there be? But apparently this is a common It's like I attract it. It's like all I want for my birthday is the gift of a calm, peaceful night out. And I got it this time. Awesome. you know, 32 times is the charm. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I had a great 32nd birthday. How about you? How's your week been? Uh, Week has been solid. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a birthday, but we celebrated the birth of our daughter. That you did? She is now one years old. Um, And being one is pretty tight. Like, Mm -hmm. she's she's out of the room, right? For the first time in her entire life, she is in her own room. Oh, my gosh. Um, Which is is a parent choice, right? Like, some people start their kids, like in a different room like 100%. she's yeah. she's just been in our room mm. no more sneaking into my bed because it creaks on the right hand side uh, you know what's crazy <laughs> what's crazy so like i sleep on the right hand side una sleeps on the left okay i'll have to get in on una's side of the bed and do kind of like this tuck and roll a little army roll yeah get because over you your figure side. out where the cracks are the little <laughs> you know what i'm saying that will wake up a baby oh my god no more of that no more we can talk she's got her own space we can talk just like freely. You know what I'm <laughs> Who saying? Knew? Who, Who knew? Who knew? Oh, I can be like, when it's like, oh, I, I have this video to show you. I'm like, oh, okay, let's watch it because <laughs> we don't have to wait anymore. Instead of save it for tomorrow. Sends it to me and it's just like, hey, watch this in the morning when you get a chance. Mm. I got a chance. <laughs> you got a chance. I got a chance. I'm so night. proud of Zavi. Yeah. She graduated. She That's graduated. amazing. So she's doing really well. Um, but I, I have a story for you. 
Let me get prepared. Let me um, sit up straight. What? I'm so excited. You hinted about this, but I've been holding my breath ever since. And right? honestly, this is uh, this is developing over the past couple of hours. Okay. Um, so for the listeners, Una and I are um, we're moving from our crib in Roxboro, which for those not familiar with North Carolina, is damn near Virginia. Um, <laughs> it, it, I concur. We have an hour long commute. Like it's we're moving, and mm-hmm. we're trying to move into Durham, uh, and we have an amazing realtor. Uh, shout out to Emma, who mm-hmm. is a fan of the pod. She is indeed. Fan of the podcast. Um, and we had our lender, who I'm going to call that lender uh, Tom. Tom. Call him Tom. <laughs> <laughs> call him Tom, right? Okay. And so I hit Ashley up uh, saying that, you know, I'm in need of a new lender mm-hmm. because Tom is no longer with the company. But I didn't give you the specifics. You did not. So I, last email that I sent to Tom was on January 28th, mm, right? right? Like just some basic questions, right. like, hey, you know, we're just gearing up. Right. Right? Getting ready. Getting ready. Tom is our lender. He's, Tom is my boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we me love and Tom. Tom have a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Great guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Also, sounds black. Can't confirm, but I can confirm Tom is black. You okay. Know what I'm like the Like the homie. Oh my gosh. Right. We also need to talk about just like how one discerns whether or not somebody is black over the mm. phone because that is like a whole Yeah. That's a whole thing. But anyway, that is a whole yes. Thing. He's he's down for the cause. Down for the Tom. cause. Um so I call the company. Well, first off, I call his direct line. Okay. It is disconnected. Oh. I'm like, oh that's okay. strange, whatever. Yeah, cool. We'll probably change his number. Um call the company mm-hmm. and it has the automated guy. Hey, if you know your it doesn't start with A. Right. It, <laughs> I wish it did. I wish it did. It's like if you know your party's extension, mm-hmm. you can feel free to say their name. Okay. And I said Tom. Tom. <laughs> I said Tom. Yeah. And it said it again. If you know your party's extension, say the name. Mm-hmm. Tom. It goes to some lady. Okay. Who I actually don't know her name, so no need to even make up a name here. Right. I was like, hey, I'm looking for Tom. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to get our pre-approval stuff started. As one does. You know yeah, what I'm saying? makes perfect sense. She says, oh, Tom is no longer servicing North Carolina. Let me connect you with another lender. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like I feel like Tom would have let me know. He would have let you know. Be- Y'all are homies. This we is a are thing. homies, yeah. right? I'm like, Tom would have let me know. So I'm like, before you do that, I still want to talk to Tom. One, to honestly just check in. Just see, right. like, hey, what happened? You know, like, did I miss something? And for him to then refer me to, to someone that he, he trusts. trusts exactly customer service and customer service mm. she goes on to say actually tom no longer works for the company so i was like hmm something <laughs> feels mm-hmm. wrong right no word from tom this lady saying oh he doesn't work for north carolina and then oh he doesn't work here right something's weird something's up i call tom's cell phone because I have that. Cause, wow. Because he's a good lender. Yes, he is. Like a good lender, Tom is there. You know <laughs> what I'm there. saying? He's there. And I left a message because he didn't pick up. But I was mm-hmm. like, hey, Tom, like, heard that you're no longer with this company. Like, I'm just calling to check in. Right. It's a big moment in doing. my life. You know I need you. Saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, Let's talk about it. Even less concerned about my house. Just right. Like, Tom, how are you? That is you know so what I'm kind saying? of you. Yeah. Because, again, we right. have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Tom calls me today. Oh, oh. Tom calls me back today. Spill the tea. And he's like, oh, Anthony, what's going on? I'm like, Tom, what's what's going what's on going with me? <laughs> what's going on with you? Like, how are you doing? He said, man, you know, I had to take a step back from the company mm. because of some family stuff that was going on. Wow. You know, just like whatever. I, he didn't yeah. want to get into it, but he said, like, things are, are much better. Okay. And that he planned to be at work on Tuesday. I'm taken aback. 
I'm taking it. And you're sitting here with a grenade of knowledge of like, Tom, I spoke to a random lady. He heard the, the voicemail said, Tom, I heard you got let go. So I'm confused. Right. And he's confused because he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I got your message. Um, who did you talk to? Was it Kevin? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. You were entrenched in this web. I am in the web. You're in the web. And then I had to walk him through everything I just said. Right. About like, you know, everything. Talk to the lady. Right. He said, well, I plan to be in the office on either Tuesday or Wednesday and we will work on your pre-approval letter. Um, let me call and see what's going on. And I'm like, all right, like You just gonna show up, Tom? You just gonna like Do you still have a lap do you have laptop access? Like what's the plan? What's the plan? And honestly it's none of my business. And I feel like I will feel really bad if I was the person to tell mm. Tom that he is no longer at his job. But also, fuck that company. If right. I'm the one that has to communicate this to Tom who's out because of family issues. A hundred percent. First of all, can I just say, as far as like delivery goes, I would want you to call me with bad news at any time. Like, I feel like you would be like, okay, what's the best way for me to come at this? Yeah. What kind of frame of mind is this person in? How can I kind of articulate this in a way that's, like, digestible? Mm. If it were anybody, I'd want it to be you. So yeah. just putting that out there. I know it's awkward, obviously. Yeah. But for Tom's sake, I hope that Tom, A, still has a job. I hope he still has a job. And B, for you, like, it's a big step getting a lender. This is a person, like, yes. looking at your money situation, yes. intimately involved. Yes. And you trust him? He celebrated my promotion. Oh, my god. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he knows the ins and outs of our life. Mm. And so I was like, man, one, because we're about to, like, do this house thing in a couple of weeks. Right. Like, damn, I didn't plan on shopping around for a lender right now. No, you didn't. And two, damn, Tom. What happened? What happened, Tom? What happened? And so, what happened with you and Kevin? So many who questions. Is Kevin? Who is Kevin? Because he said, was it Kevin? I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. I don't know who Kevin is, but clearly there's beef there. Yeah, like, you know, like when you're being investigated, not that I would know this. I've never been investigated before. <laughs> but you know how they ask, like, is there any person of interest that you have had any conflict or challenges with that might be somebody we need to talk to? Right. It's Kevin. It's Kevin's Kevin. at the top of his professional it's list. Kevin. So we need to remedy that. I don't know what, how the story ends, but you need to keep our listeners, obviously. Yeah, the arrived. Tom saga will will continue. Okay. Um, I'll let y'all know as soon as I know. I'm but literally sweaty for you. This is a lot. I just really hope that I really hope that things get resolved amicably because yes. I don't need Tom. I don't need no problems for Tom. No. You know no. what I'm saying? He doesn't have to be my lender, but mm-hmm. I just want Tom to be okay. Me too. You know, sending good vibes to Tom. And other people like Tom who work at crazy organizations mm. where they don't communicate well and you have to find out when you're out on leave. For some reason, I feel like this is also a black experience that mm. this ma- this further solidifies that that Tom is black to me. Like, <laughs> bro's, bro's out handling stuff with his family, comes, comes back unemployed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. toes, everything. All that. But um, what? A, yeah, what? What a story! Yeah. I, goodness gracious! But you know, there are other lenders. We are gonna get you to Durham, yeah. whether you like it or not. We're it's coming. it's gonna happen. Yeah, for We're sure. For sure. Oh, Tom, sending sending good vibes. Um, mm. but enough about all that. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, what are you what are you adding to the agenda today? Oh my gosh, I feel like so many other agenda items just came up, but today I want to talk about hometowns. Mm. I want to talk about hometowns and like more specifically how hometowns 
shape us. Mm. And the reason why I feel like this is so, it's so weird. Maybe this is just me, but I feel like maybe it's not even so much hometowns, but it might just be the fact that our hometowns are kind of a signifier of where we were in that stage of childhood and Mm. in our developmental kind of like life. Yeah. And I feel like my hometown left an indelible imprint on my heart and soul. God damn. Okay. I know. That's great. I know. This really might just be like an ode, a love poem Hmm. to New Jersey. Because not only do I feel like New Jersey gets a bad rap, for whatever reason, okay, don't get me on my soapbox about how much like New Jersey is just like shat on by people, but I don't know why. Yo, people don't fuck with Jersey. Why? I don't know. I'm from South Orange, New Jersey, which is like a quaint little suburb, 15 minutes outside of Manhattan by train. And I just want to talk about it. Because I feel like the person who I am today would not be the innovative, energetic, creative, open-hearted person that she is without South Orange. So here's to you, South Orange, New Jersey. Let's get into it. I need to hear about your topic, though. Let's I'm excited. Go. Go. Um, snacks. Snacks! And not that I have a complicated relationship with snacks, mm. per se, um, but maybe it's not just like snacks. Maybe it's just like healthy living. I think this is what it's really blossoming into. Mm-hmm. But like healthy living, specifically healthy eating, specifically snacks. Specifically snacks. I healthy cannot eating snacks. wait to dig into this. Yeah. As so, we have a bowl of fries right next to us. It's, recorded. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're snacking. We're snacking. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, Ashley. Um, I mean... Kick us off. What what are you going to talk about with hometowns? Uh, well, you know, I am probably actually going to start with like a little bit of like picture painting because if you weren't there, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you had to be there. And I feel like very rarely do people. I mean, I have run into a couple of people professionally even who are from my corner of the world. But when I met my husband, who is from the Midwest, by the way. I told him, hey, I'm from this wonderful, magical land called South Orange, New Jersey. And he was like, wow, like, I've never been there, but it sounds like absolutely spectacular. Let's go. And we went um, probably about like three years into our marriage and he was underwhelmed. And I, I, (laughs) I was devastated. When I tell you I was devastated, I took him to my favorite pizzeria. I took him to my favorite bagel shop. I took him to the park where I learned how to ride my bike. I took him to all of my special little corners of the city. And he came back being like, I don't get it. Mm. Like South, it's, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. But like, what is it really? So so I really like angry wrote an entry in my journal after that trip being like, here are all the things that he just didn't see. Mm. And here's why he needs to see them because like South Orange made me. You know how everybody's always like repping like Brooklyn, like all these other people, you know? <laughs> South like you, Orange made South me. South Orange made me. South <laughs> Orange is where I feel like I first came into the knowledge that the world was bigger than me mm. and that the world was ready for me somehow. Mm. Like, I was ready to, like, evolve and blossom into whoever I was going to be because I felt like South Orange had my back. Really. Yeah. Like, South Orange developed me. So, I'll paint a little picture about what South Orange is about, and, and you can tell me, like, if the, any of this resonates with you. I'm going like, to really close excited. my eyes. I'm going to okay. close my eyes and see oh if gosh, I can visualize. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. Just, just get into it. Okay. Picture this. You wake up in the morning. Your mom, who is a fabulous stay-at-home mom, 
makes you an amazing breakfast before working out in the park down the street and having some self-care in the jacuzzi in the backyard because oh that's God. just how you roll, right? That is the Caribbean Guyanese family. I mean, we had a jacuzzi in the backyard. You walk to school waving to the naked white children playing in their front yard. By the way, like these- Like butt-ass naked? Yes, <laughs> just in the grass. Okay. Children of a- Male artist stay-at-home dad and a pilot mom just flying planes back and forth. That was their little family unit. Three gay couples, one of whom is white, Jewish, and raising three black boys who are gender fluid. This is late 90s, early 2000s. Just putting that out there. And then next door, a mixed race couple uh, and your first true friend. Anne O'Leary, who happens to be a tomboy ginger girl who you aspire to be. This is just on your walk to school. You grab a bagel on the way from your favorite bagel shop. Uh, you always get a little free mini one because they know, they see you. They're waiting for you as you walk to school. Mm. They remember to ask how the family is doing. And you spend the whole day on foot, right? Even after school, you grab a slice from your favorite pizzeria on the way back home. And you never feel unsafe for one moment. You had to track practice in the evening. You're praised for your ability and kindness. You have plenty of friends. Open your eyes. That was my whole childhood. I seen it. Me just frolicking about. Yeah. Okay? I ate well. My parents told me I was beautiful every day. I had people looking out for me who may or may not even speak the same language I did. Mm. I spent weekends and summers in New York City. I saw lots of people from all walks of life. I felt quite at home in the chaos. I cannot understate how shocking it was to leave New Jersey and encounter a mostly segregated world where people were rude and didn't drive well. Mm. It was a shock to me. And I, I consider it to be a cultural bubble of sorts, right? Like you had your Puerto Ricans, your Italians, your, you know how many bar and bat mitzvahs I went to by the time I was 14? Like a dozen. I was wondering why I wasn't Jewish. It was like so crazy to me that I could be steeped in so much cultural richness mm -hmm. and then leave and that not be the case for everybody else. I was genuinely... Confused. And you were just like, this is how the world is. This is how the world is. So when I tell people about my singular street in New Jersey that had all of that cultural diversity, that had my two parents, immigrants from South America, like come and be the like lifeblood of the block. Like we had block parties that my parents had the DJ on our porch. The lifeblood of the block is the hardest title I've ever heard. There you go. For anyone. Right? Just little plates of curry chicken and roti for just people who wanted it. Yeah. Like this is what I grew up in. There is no place like it. You know, no place like it. You know what's fascinating? And I'm glad that we're actually talking about this. Yeah. Um, for listeners, we didn't know. I didn't know what Ashley was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hometown was the complete opposite. Really? And so Milwaukee is actually the, it back. It goes back and forth mm -hmm. as the first or second most segregated city in America. And um, I mean, we'll get into it, of course, but mm -hmm. it's just fascinating to hear about this like oasis of camaraderie and mm -hmm. love and fluidity and pizzas and bagels. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All the carbs. And to think like, man, like, I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was not that. <sighs> and like, but it was not that and I felt safer that it wasn't. Hmm. I don't know. But we'll... We'll get into it. We'll get into it for sure. We'll get into sure. that. Okay. All right. That's like a little bit of like, I think honestly, like a lot of the I probably mentioned food 30% of the time that I was even talking about that. So, like, and we, ugh, I have so much to say about snacks. But I guess, like, one of my wonders, what I've been wondering about 
is when you talk about snacks and you talk about healthy living, I feel like those two things are not necessarily synonymous. I think when most people think snacking, they think Oreos. Mm. They think fries. Mm. What about your snacking life makes you feel healthy and well? What is it about snacks that does that for you? Yeah. Um, and so this all kind of came about, um, I have a one-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. I have a loving wife, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to, Zavi eats better than us, like okay. consistently. The babies always right? do. Right? So like we, she's doing this thing called baby-led weaning, mm-hmm. um, which is where like we cook stuff different textures like we don't do the purees and like she just kind of like dabbles because apparently like as babies age Mm -hmm. like they like become or they they don't have like an understanding of like textures Mm -hmm. or like they like something because of the texture only and like not because they like what it tastes like interesting or something like that you gotta ask Una for real for real (laughs) and so baby led weaning allows for them to explore more and to like be less texture bound and more exploratory. I love that for Zavi. And so with that, like, we would do meal prep. And I was like, man, like, I should meal prep some stuff for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we shop at the Trader. You know what I'm saying? My I guy, know that. My guy, Joseph. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? We shop there. Um, we get the fresh produce and everything like that. I'm like, all right, I'm putting these blueberries in little sandwich bags. I'm putting crackers and cheese in a little sandwich bag. You know, I got some, got some carrots in the sandwich bag, some celery sticks, whatever. Y'all should see these dad eyebrows as he gets <laughs> delighted talking about this. And then I just had a flashback to when, like, what was I snacking on when I was younger? Right. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of like how that's going to be different potentially. For Zavi. Granted, she's just hit, a, like, one years old. Right. And isn't, like, snacking for real, for real, right? Right. But I remember my first time uh, being exposed to blueberries mm. was in seventh grade. Right? Wait. First time being exposed to blueberries first was in time, seventh grade. When you say being exposed to blueberries, did one find its way into your mouth or did you just encounter one and you were like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to a friend's house um, who had money. Mm. and was white because mm. this is this is how I made sense of it mm-hmm. all right um and he you know normal regular regular white kid you know white family kicking mm-hmm. it whatever that means yeah um and his mom was like hey like do you want some snacks I was like yeah cool like you got some chips or right. you know just like Doritos whatever. Pringles and she was like oh no we have we have blueberries though would you like some and I was like what <laughs> You have you you just have blueberries and they were frozen blueberries. Huh. So I was like, damn, not only do you have blueberries, you have the the mindset to be like, I should freeze these because they'll make for a better snack. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. Wow. It still blows my mind to this day. Wow. Right. And so I think that this whole thing and thinking about where I am like socioeconomically mm-hmm. and thinking about how I really associate it like healthy snacking mm-hmm. and blueberries and dried mango and like all these other things to being like rich and white mm. and how those things just felt very like distant wow. from like the experiences that I was living in. Not that I didn't have fruit at the crib, you know, right. shout out to Pam. Right. right? But the fruit that I had, mm-hmm. regular degular fruit in comparison to a blueberry. Right. right? Oranges, apples, grapes. It seemed exotic to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, a frozen blueberry? Unreal. It was crazy to me. Yeah. And so now I've just kind of like been in a spot where I'm like, okay, like, just like, what does it mean to like snack? You know what I'm saying? And like, like, how do we do this in a way that's, we're turning 30, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how do we do this in a way that's healthy, but like also like, is it still cool to like just eat some Doritos? You know, just like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And like, I really don't know even where this podcast is going to go. Yeah. 
But I, it's just been on my mind, you oh know? Oh, my gosh. Well, there is so much that I feel like I need to react to there because I feel like, uh, again, it's kind of like we come in with these random topics, and I see so much overlap. I think something that really struck me about what you said, not just about your hometown being entirely different from me, but also as you were describing your first encounter with blueberries in seventh grade, I just got to shout out my mom. Like, my mom is a personal trainer, so I'm not even going to sit here mm. and lie and say that, like, health and wellness has not been baked into us by the time we were born. Like, she was very much like kale smoothies while pregnant, thought through all of her nutritious, you know, kind of needs. I did not have a true encounter with sugar until I was in middle school. Wow. And now we know, like, bagels and pizza, that those are, you know, simple carbs. They'll break down into sugar anyway. But, I mean, like, an actual lollipop. Like an actual popsicle. Do you have like a fruit by the foot? No, no, no. Do you have fruit by the foot? Let me tell you, it was like contraband. In middle school, people were like passing me gushers being like, we know how it is for you at home. No. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I kid you not. And I was like slit, like had to finish them all before I got home because no rapper, no evidence. Like I could not have that at the house. That's crazy. I'm telling you. So when you talk about the snacks that you make it for Zavi right now, like I'm really having a flashback mainly because my mom was so hypervigilant. Whole Foods was whole paycheck back then. Yeah. And she was like to my dad, what you will not do, Martin, is cut my budget at Whole Foods. Mm. Like I remember being young and like them going back and forth about how much money she was spending at Whole Foods because Mm. she needed this this fruit to be organic, blah, blah, blah. So she was kind of militant about it. Yeah. To the point where I gained 35 pounds my freshman year in college because I had finally had actual access to milkshakes, pancakes, burgers, Corn dogs, That's all crazy. the stuff I never had growing you just up. Balled out. It's like when, uh, when the kids who have like very like strict parents about dating just oh. go out and just wild out. Go wild. You wilded out on sugary snacks. Everything. Let's go. It was the best thirty pounds of my life. Yeah. And I came home like gasping for air, like could barely climb the stairs. And mom was like, "When you're ready, mm. when you're ready to go back to the way things should be, mm. you let me know." Mom was speaking. She was, and I was just. Like, listen, Diana, if you hadn't forbade me, you know? So I think it's so interesting, like, when you talk about this full circle moment of being a father and thinking about how, like, raising Zavi makes you think more about who you want to be and, like, the kind of food you want to ingest and the kind of body you want to build. I just think that's so interesting because, like, I wonder if parents go through that evolution in terms of their kid being a mirror to what it is that they want to experience, you know? Yeah, for sure. And... Uh, your mom and dad kind of sound like me and Una to a certain extent. Again, we live in Roxborough, right. and that is an hour from the nearest Trader Joe's, but one minute from the nearest Food Lion. But okay. guess where we do majority of our shopping? Trader, Trader Joe's. Because we're not cutting that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And granted, I don't want to cut it either, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it just seem like it's all Una, right? Right. But like there, there are things that we know are quote-unquote like organic, mm-hmm. right? Like fresh. It looks... It looks great. You right. know what I'm saying? Sprouts, right? Like all these places. So I feel that. I feel yeah. That for sure. But even thinking about what you were talking about with bagels, mm-hmm. I promise you, I can't think of a time that I had bagels. Like in like it, in, I, my, in my childhood? Damn near. Oh, my gosh. Like That's English the... muffins, toast, right? Okay, yeah, an English muffin can be uh-huh. milk and crannies. <laughs> <laughs> you can get some butter in there. But like there were no, there was no bagel shop. You know what I'm saying? There was no, uh, there was no Froyo like location, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint you a picture. Oh, please do. Don't keep your eyes open because okay. <laughs> it's like keep your eyes wide open. Okay. So essentially, Milwaukee mm-hmm. is there. 
it's four quadrants. Like if you follow like, the cardinal directions, mm-hmm. north side blacks, okay, right, south side like Latinx, Hispanic folks, whatever. Huh. Um, east side is kind of like like richer but also poorer whites at the same time. Interesting. Like. It's where the lakeshore is. And so, of course, where there's water, there's nice buildings. Mm. But then if you go a little bit inward, right. you know what I'm saying? And then west side is Asian folks. Okay. And well, so right. on the north side, um, there's there's really just, like, not much. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's the the quintessential, like, speed queen barbecues mm-hmm. or the uh, the pasty shop. Have you ever had a pasty? No. Oh, what my is, God. What Fantastic. is a pasty? I don't know why my head went somewhere in the gutter. Oh, no. Not I was like, what are shop. the pasties? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do they look like? What it's, is, yeah. It's essentially like a, um, it is a, imagine meat, potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, like some carrots, I guess. Okay. Wrapped in this, like, this dough. You should see what he's doing with his You hands. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> it it's just looks like a little football that he's... Yeah, it it's... looks like a little football. Okay, like a little empanada, like a, maybe. Mm. Like a meat pie. Like a thick meat pie. Mm. You cut it open... They have nacho cheese, gravy, sour cream, which separately sound like, what are you doing? Right. But you throw them on a pasty, dog. <laughs> Man. That sounds amazing. It goes crazy. Pasty shop, you have Kit's frozen custard, mm. right? But the things that I remember mm-hmm. in terms of just like having fresh, like nice, quote unquote, like things. Yeah. Like we have smoothies. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even think I had a blender at the crib when it came to like making smoothies. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Wow, wow, yeah. So like, like. Now having and being in a position where like I have access to these alternatives or whatever, right? Yeah. Like it's like it's a new thing of like, man, like we can do this, right? right. But also I'm like, I'm still I still wanna slide you, you being Zavi, mm-hmm. these like fruit by the foots. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I want you to I'm happy. I'm I want happy. you to enjoy that. Yes. Cause I actually never thought about like the balance, right? Cause like like hearing you <laughs> hearing your story, like it's rough, actually man. it's like, man, like I never I never thought about like someone not ever like really experiencing right. sugar as a kid. Right. Similar to probably how you thought like, you know, everybody had a kale smoothie. Right. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, similar to like the idea of like what it is that we're used to versus exposure therapy in a way. I mean, obviously like people will do to excess what they feel like they don't have access to. So like that balance is like huge. I think even going back to like the hometown versus like Becoming an adult and like encountering new spaces and realizing what those differences are, especially culturally. Oh, I could talk about this all day, but it's like when I left my little like cultural pocket, right? It was such a wake up call for me to encounter people who, I don't know, it was like I was learning all of these like deline- delineations and like cultural nuances for the first time, like in college. Which was, by the, I mean, I got into college at 16. I was young anyway. And no I was, way. Yes, I was very naive. Little child prodigy. Little baby. When you were 16 and you had your first exposure to like milkshakes and stuff, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. It was a big deal, right? So like my prefrontal cortex or whatever that part in the brain that tells you, restraint. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't have two of these. Yeah. I was eating Subway footlongs in the dark in my dorm. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing when I was like, I don't need to be doing this, but it's the fact that I can. You know what I mean? So that balance was never, my mom made all those decisions for me. Mm. So when I came down south and I came to college and stuff like that, and like just not being in my Jersey bubble where I could just like walk down the street and have a full conversation with a middle-aged man and like never think anything of it. Mm. It was almost like I had to learn, you know, like all these college-age women are like, you better watch out. 
Hmm. Don't be going anywhere after dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, like, why not? Like, are people really out here, like, trying to come for me? And the answer is yes. But, like, why at the age of, like, 17 yeah. am I learning that for the first time? Yeah. And I feel like that has, like, colored my perspective throughout. Like, when you come from a space where you feel safe and you feel like people are looking out for you and you feel loved, like, especially as a black woman, like, I never really questioned and maybe it was just that time, too, the early 2000s. Like, I really didn't feel like there were all of these reasons for you to be like, hide your kids, hide your wife. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I was genuinely walking to and from school as a teen and, like, not thinking anything of it. And it wasn't until I was, like, damn near 20 that I was like, man, I have a reason to, like, fear people. Which actually, I, not that there was anything that you said that was disagreeable, but right. I really agree with the, like, I don't remember, like, really being scared to necessarily mm-hmm. like go outside you right. know what i'm saying like in middle and high school right like we <laughs> can i tell you a funny story yes we me and my friend Corey jackson shout out Corey, to Corey, Corey. um we wanted to go to walgreens and he lived probably like 10 minutes from a walgreens if we would have took the regular go up the street yeah make a left okay walgreens yes Instead, he was like, oh, I know a shortcut. Let's cut through the woods. I was like, bet. Ooh, right? And granted, you wouldn't th- <laughs> <laughs> That could be a whole movie. Like, you wouldn't think that, like, first and foremost, like, us going through the woods, like, two black kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, if I was like, oh, I'm going to cut through the woods with my friend and go to anywhere. I'm like, nah, dog. Absolutely not. You're not even going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the trip is off. But, like, we cut through the woods. The bridge that he thought was on or, like, was up mm-hmm. was, like, gone like the bridge was gone and so we traversed across traversed this water like up to our like chest ah! and like going to walgreens super soggy but it was such a proud moment right we made it to you know walgreens. but like had we had a whole song we made it to walgreens oh like my gosh, i, I you believe not. it kid you not like i had i didn't have any fears you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but like also think that i had kind of like a racial awakening mm-hmm. which is what you like to what you're saying about you know, feeling like safe in mm-hmm. your area and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I think after, um, after my dad was killed, right? Like, mm-hmm. for those who don't li- or who are listening, it's a longer story. Dad got killed by his neighbor. Neighbor was a neo Nazi, crazy as hell, wild guy. Um, like after no that happened, did not fuck with white people, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. whatsoever. Y'all cool now if you're listening. Like, shout out to y'all. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that made me more aware of just like the dangers of like places yeah, and the dangers of Milwaukee. Yeah. And not just like for white people, but it just like made me more aware of like, oh, like people are dying left and right, you know, yeah. just like in the city. Like my mom lives and takes care of my grandparents right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she jokes, but it's not funny that like, oh, you know, like there was this crazy shootout across the street, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like from my grandma's house. Or my 21st birthday, like, I had some friends who, like, we made a pit stop at my grandparents' house. There was a drive-by. And, like, Mm. there, so there's Madison, Wisconsin, where Una's from. And then there's Milwaukee, of course, where I'm from. And it was, like, half the group was split. Mm -hmm. People from Milwaukee continued to watch TV. People from Madison kind of, like, ducked down naturally, which is a good response to a drive-by. Right. But, like, we're just so, I was like, oh, like, it's a drive-by. Like, I know exactly this neighborhood. Like, you know, it's tough, but it happens. right? Right. And so, like. There was never really, like, an oasis in this regard of, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, we got, I'm kicking it with the local, like, baker. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I can grab a slice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I had the friends. I had the crew. Right. right. And I knew, like, where 
I knew where was fine and where it was like kind of sketchy. Yeah. And we just stayed in like our pocket, you know what I'm saying? And like wow. kind of just navigated. Mm-hmm. So no, that, I mean that to me, well, one, just like, <sighs> I just want to take a moment. Cause I just like, it hurts, right? It yeah. hurts that like the trajectory of our lives are, can be so radically changed by not just the experiences that we have, but these like invisible boundaries that just kind of like keep us, completely closed off to like that sense of freedom and liberation Mm -hmm. and like well one like i do feel like i just want to like pour one out for your your whatever journey adventure in the woods yes we love Corey. like the fact that you even had that moment i feel like that is like black joy at its finest right i listened to a whole npr special about like us in nature like how that's like not even like whenever you hear about a somebody like like somebody like falling off a cliff or like parachuting out of a plane or like never you don't even ask there. like who it is. I know who it is. You don't even ask. I know who because it is. it's not gonna be us, no. right? So you being in the woods and like being up to your chest in like woodland creek water it's and nasty. like going to Walgreens, I love that. And I also feel like it wasn't until I don't know, I guess I hit like my mid twenties, early thirties. That I became like so like hyper aware of and like deeply grateful for my parents mm. and the fact that they had the wherewithal to be like we're gonna leave Brooklyn which is where they first settled when they came to the like the U S and we're gonna move to the suburbs of New Jersey so that my kids can ride their bikes in the street and I don't have to worry about them so they can go down the street and they can have an interaction with a pizzeria owner who speaks Greek and is still gonna look out for them you know what I mean so it's stuff like that where I'm like wow like the idea that I could start a life without fear just kind of allowed me to like develop a little bit Mm -hmm. before I had to shut it down. And honestly, the awakening in college was, it was also about race, Mm -hmm. but it was mostly about gender, to be honest. Mm. I was quite the tomboy growing up. And I always felt like, okay, if push comes to shove, I can definitely handle myself. But college is another, it's another animal. For sure. For young women. So I was like, oh, okay. Wasn't aware of all that. So a question for you, and you've kind of hinted at like what was around and like accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there... How far was the Whole Foods from your house or a Target, for example? Whole Foods or Target. I got to say, I think Whole Foods was definitely drivable. We backed up to Newark, which I think some people have heard of Newark, New Jersey. Back then, it was a little rougher than it is now. Um, It was like Newark and then Irvington and then here. Um, I would say it was probably like a 12-minute drive for my mom. And then Target. I feel like I didn't even really encounter Target until college. Mm. We were going to Kohl's, man. My dad mm. would always get me clothes from Kohl's, and they'd be like a double XL. He'd be like, "You'll grow into it." I was like, "Dad, I'm, I'm 11. Shit. <laughs> this, I'm not gonna grow into this double XL T-shirt yeah. that has like a unicorn on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, can I get some age-appropriate clothing? But Kohl's all the way, man. What about you? How far did you? I mean, I'm assuming quite far. There was, there was no Target. Mm. There was no Whole Foods. Mm. There was no. There were none of these places, right? Mm. And actually, there I looked up something about Target in um, in Chicago. Because, mm-hmm. like, oftentimes, we joke, me and my mom, that, like, oh, you'll find hella Walmarts mm. in black neighborhoods, but you won't find a Target. What is that about? You know what I'm saying? Target was like, oh, let me invest into these black neighborhoods and build two stores. Those stores closed within, like, a year. Why? Is that? They were saying that there wasn't, like, enough, quote, unquote, like, business. But hmm. I doubt that. I doubt that, too. I doubt that, like heavily right and like just thinking about access and like all this other stuff in terms of snacks like like there's nowhere to like buy 
You know what I'm saying? Just like yeah, those little yogurt covered raisins yeah. that you give Zavi. Yeah, they're so cute. When fruit by the foot, you can buy 18 fruit by the foot for seven dollars. <laughs> Did you? I love how you said 18. That 18 was very specific. Fruit by the foot for seven dollars. And you know those little butterscotch crimpets? Like I remember when I first discovered a Twinkie. Oh my gosh, I kept it in my backpack. I just would like nibble like just a little end. I hate it. Put it in my locker. I hate it. It was super <laughs> stale and crusty by the end, but I was like, a Twinkie. And you can get those from the gas station. You know what I mean? Super heavily available. I think people know what they're doing. They make the blueberries super hard to get. They make the Twinkies they're just in high demand. They're everywhere. Easy. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. I feel like we did a really good job of covering these two topics, which I also feel like dovetail into some of the other topics that we think we want to get into later on on the pod. For sure. But for the purposes of this episode, anything else for the good of the order? Um, I have a list of ch- cheap snacks Ooh, okay. that you can buy for under a dollar. I love this. That are healthy Healthy-ish, for you. yeah. And... Like, I just think that they, it's a good call. Yes, let's leave our listeners with something practical. That leave they can them with something practical. Absolutely. Um, and some of these, like, you probably just have at your crib. But I think, again, snack prep, mm-hmm. I think about the time that it takes. Oh, so much right? Time. Yeah. Like, you got to cut them up, mm-hmm. potentially, put them in the bags, right? Sometimes you got to do some other stuff. You got to cook. Right. You got time for that? Nope. Not necessarily. Ain't you got time to make a that. smoothie? Oh, it's a morning smoothie sounds great in theory, mm-hmm. but how much earlier do you have to wake up? And me having an hour-long commute already, oh my gosh, waking up at 5.45 to leave the house at 6.45 to get to work late at oh. 8.30, <laughs> I don't have time to wake up earlier than you that. don't. I will say you just have to marry a morning person because Cody be having my smoothie ready. The crazy part is I am the morning person. Oh. So when the morning person is not going to wake up any earlier, 5.45 is already like 15 minutes early than what I think I need to be waking up at. Wow. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheap, healthy snacks. All right. Banana. 59 oh. cents per fruit. I love... Wait, did you just go around with a little notepad in Trader Joe's? And Okay. I'm so ready for this. Okay. Banana. Honeydew melon. Okay. We love a honeydew. Like, not a fruit that I would necessarily just like buy, but... Right. Why not? Right. Cottage cheese? Not fucking Oh, with it. no. But <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> No, ma'am. We're not. Oh, yeah, man. cottage cheese. I'm just going to go through Ooh. real quick. Nectarines, Nectarines. oatmeal, okay. Greek yogurt, okay. apples, uh, bell pepper, whole uh-huh. almonds. Okay. Nuts in general, right. I think, are just like a good call. Yeah. Baby carrots. Oh, I love baby carrots. Love a good baby carrot. Yeah, peanut butter. Um, Hard-boiled eggs. Oh. You don't like them? I can't just stick a hard-boiled egg in a bag. You're talking about like having it for breakfast. You're talking about taking it on the go in a little mean, Ziploc. I've, I've taken a hard-boiled egg to go Wow. Before. We got to talk about that. <laughs> uh, watermelon, red grapes, mm-hmm. uh, pumpkin seeds. Oh, I love pumpkin seeds. Typically think people like, or people think it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. No, it's a year-round snack. Cucumber. Ooh, a good cucumber tomato salad with a vinaigrette. Ooh, love that. Very simple. Yes. Cut up some cucumber, cut up some tomato, vinaigrette. Chef Dad RD. Oh, might have to coin that. <laughs> Organic popcorn, mm-hmm. uh, string cheese, edamame. Peanut butter, almond butter, all, all the butters. Every butter there is. So pretty much if you're if you're in a spot where you're like, man, like I need to snack better, mm-hmm. like give yourself like a little bit of credit mm-hmm. and like understand that like it's hard. There are options like, though. It's hard. There are options out there for you. You mm-hmm. don't have to necessarily like, I don't know, like throw in a spinach 
kale fucking mm. all the other stuff in green the smoothie things. green things yeah you know what i'm saying like maybe just eat a nice apple mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying maybe slice it right you know what i'm saying yeah the bar is low and i feel like one personal decisions right like i feel like sometimes we get a little hyper focused on what we believe the outside world believes is healthy mm. but truthfully i feel like it's just a way to nourish ourselves it's another portal into well-being um I'm so glad we're like wrapping up on this, but I will say, I mean, I don't have any practical kind of ideas around hometowns, but I do think as you are snacking this week or wherever you are, it might be cool to just have a little moment of gratitude for where it is that you come from. Mm. I mean, we are not always privy to super idyllic experiences, especially growing up, but whether it's just like a moment in a park growing up where you learn, I don't know, to play catch with your friends or hopscotch or, you know, Foursquare. You remember all those games? That's fun. You never played cans, have you? No, what's cans? It's a Milwaukee-specific thing. We'll play at your house one day. I can't it's wait. It's a very fun game. Cans, right? If you played cans when you were a child, now's the time to just, I don't know, maybe meditate on some of those moments of gratitude. Could be cool. All right. I'm feeling good about this episode. I'm feeling pretty solid. Also, shout out to, uh, shout out to the listeners. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Something Incorporated. If you'd like to join us for more, subscribe and give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. Add your own agenda items in the comments. We dedicate this podcast to those in our lives who listen to our loose, haphazard thoughts all the time, mostly without complaint. Thanks to Una, Zavi, definitely Zavi today, Key player, and Cody, our co-adventurers in life and love.